0: This is the Finding Fins Fishing Podcast. How much direction are you getting from the governor? It generates something like $2.4 billion. I don't know, maybe you didn't want me to tell the story on the show, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I I knew you were going to go
1: there. Wally is relating to Deep Mind, where there's schools of bait fish.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Lake of the Woods Tourism. Plan your trip to Lake of the Woods at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. The Finding Fins Fishing Podcast is part of the Sporting Journal Radio family, where our mission is to hunt, fish, conserve, and do it all over again. Show off your pride for the outdoors with new gear from the Sporting Journal Radio store. Go to sportingjournalradio.com, click on store, and browse our selection of hoodies, hats, mugs, and more at sportingjournalradio.com. it's not hunting season yet we're gonna stick with fishing for a little bit longer we'll talk fishing all the way through fall too but we'll definitely be devoting more time to hunting as we get into the hunting seasons but for now some late summer fishing patterns is a topic of discussion and we're gonna bring on uh randon olson from lockjaw guide service up in Ottertail lakes country randon how's it going
2: Oh, it's going wonderful. It's finally cooling off. It's not 90 degrees. Life's good.
0: It's so nice. I know we've had uh, some storms, a little bit of rain here this last week. The rain obviously is much needed. Uh, prior to that rain, what were you seeing out there for, you know, was it, was, uh, were the water levels still pretty low?
2: Yeah, um, all of our lakes are pretty low right now. Um, still easily, easable, easily fishable, sorry. Um, But you do got to watch out a little bit. You're going to nick a prop once in a while and stuff like that. But um, we're still catching plenty of fish. The fishing hasn't changed a whole lot with the water levels. Um, Just just people's attitudes
0: towards getting out in the lake. What have you been targeting mostly?
2: You know, we've been hitting a lot of crappies and walleyes lately. Uh, More walleyes than anything else. And really, really, really shallow, like two to six foot. Um, and we've been using some oddball stuff, you know, guys stuff that guys don't usually think of to throw for walleyes. We've been throwing like tube baits, um, mm. chatter baits, spinner baits, jerk baits, kind of walk the dog, subsurface walk the dog baits, things like that. Um, and the, the fish just love them. You know, it's not something they're normally seeing. And in that shallow water, you're going for reaction strikes to begin with. So these baits kind of work perfect for doing that.
0: Now, when it comes to finding some of those fish in the shallower water like that and using some oddball type presentations are you finding a variety of sizes or eater sizes are you finding some of the bigger fish too or what are you finding when you do stuff like that
2: we're finding a lot of bigger fish up there you know you'll catch a smaller fish just like in that picture you showed that one i think was like a 15 incher but but the majority of the fish you're catching up there are pretty good size and uh it's not that you're running into one big pack the fish are a little spread out this is august fish are kind of spread out in august but you stick with this pattern and cover those big flats or rock piles or weed beds that you're fishing. The average size you'll pull out of there is going to be better than it is if you throw a jig and a minnow or a lindy rig or kind of the go-tos for walleyes this time of year. So yeah, we're the average size is quite a bit nicer.
0: Now, do you think that that's working because it's something different that maybe the walleyes haven't been seeing every day for the last few months out there?
2: Yeah, I definitely think um, just to be having something new like that in front of those fish's faces is is one of the biggest triggers for it. Bass guys have been catching them on this stuff for years. It's just taken walleye fishermen a long time to catch up.
0: Yeah, but walleye fishermen don't listen to bass fishermen very often.
2: (laughs) Well, you know what they say. God created bass so everybody could catch fish, right? (laughs) Right. But this stuff has always worked. You know, guys in Devil's Lake have been using spinner baits for years. Yeah walleyes in the weeds and wood and stuff like that and it just for some reason it doesn't click in our brains to try it out here it's been working
0: now are you targeting you know when you find these fish in that shallow water are you finding them all day long is it mornings and evenings is it cloudy sunny does it matter
2: it it does matter a little bit um it seems like they're up there all day long they'll move out a little deeper and when i say deeper they'll move out to like seven to ten foot you know that's kind of where they drift off to but uh, what you'll kind of notice and what I've noticed, the more you get towards the middle of the day, the better the bite gets. And the farther you get from the middle of the day, the worse the bite gets.
0: That doesn't make any sense. No, my,
2: my, yeah, it doesn't. And my theory is, is you you can watch the guys behind us in the mornings and evenings, picking them off the weed lines like crazy, but we're getting them from, you know, that mid morning all the way till dark, we're getting them up there in in two to five foot of water and, uh, this time of year, you get a ton of those those crayfish, the small bait, perch, um, a lot of that bait system is stuck up in shallow water, real shallow. And then you get any kind of wind or anything and it just groups them all together and it's just easy pickings up there. They can't go nowhere. Um, so I, th- I think that's just what it comes down to with these fish is it's easier on them to get food realistically. you know, They don't have 30 feet of water to chase them. They've got four feet or two feet. So I think that's what what's been causing this to be so good.
0: Are you experimenting with colors, or do you have uh, some go-tos when it comes to fishing shallow like that?
2: I don't think color's a really big thing. I think this stuff's going by them so quick. Um, you're looking at just reaction bites for the most part. You're running this stuff fast. You know, even like the tube baits and stuff, you're ripping it, and you're, you're really working this stuff fast. So color-wise, I mean, you can kind of stay in the general ballpark, like the greens and whites and golds and stuff, but um, color hasn't made a huge difference up there.
0: When it comes to those plastics that you're using, are you using something that's got some some scent to it?
2: The big triggering factor here has been the size. You know, half ounce to three quarter ounce chatterbaits and same with the spinnerbaits. And then we're putting five to seven out, uh, inch swimbaits on the back of those. So we've got a pretty big profile down there. Same with the tubes are running four and a half to six inch tubes. Hmm. Um, so you want that bigger bait down there, but that's, that's the, probably the most important part of this. That's, that's what they're up there for. Uh, one bigger meal's easier than 30 small ones. So that's kind of been the, the attitude we went with.
0: I've been hearing a lot about our show, the Prairie Sportsman episode that we filmed, the muskie episode that we filmed. And I know a few guys that are planning to go to that lake that we filmed on. Uh, when, are you gonna, when are you gonna transition over to muskies, Randon?
2: I will be starting my muskie trips uh, probably another week or so here. Um, we've got the, the the moon phases coming up shortly. That's going to be a big time of year to get those fish. Uh, the musky bite from some of my friends has already been picking up really good, and they're already getting some better fish. Um, August is generally known as kind of the transition month when the nights start cooling off, the water temps cool off, and kind of midnight to sunrise is really the best time of day to be chasing those muskies. It's just going to get better and better from here on out. So, you know, September's a big casting month. Get your spinach out and... Uh, start ripping some baits because it's it's time to go fast.
0: What kind of water temperatures are you seeing out there? I know when it got real hot there and we had some mid-90s I think we were touching a hundred a little bit for air temps uh, people were saying hey leave the muskies alone for now. Are you seeing some water temps come back down to you know normal temperatures for this time of year?
2: The last week has been pretty normal. We've been sitting around 72 to 73, 74. Um, some of the small lakes are still a little warmer but um, we're pretty much back to normal right now, minus the water level, it's just, it's kind of like every other August in the last 10 years, so that's good. Um, the, the, we were getting dangerously close, we were starting to see tulubies and eel pout and things like that floating up to the surface, um, just from the water getting too hot, but we've been able to correct that now, water temps are back to normal and everything's right on track.
0: Well, that's good to hear just in time for, well, for me, for hunting season, because I'm, I'm definitely, it's, it's that time of year ran where it becomes a struggle for me to decide between the shotgun or the fishing pole. Um, but you, do you pretty much just spend every day in the fall fishing or do you, you do a little bit of hunting too?
2: I love to hunt when I can. I got into bow hunting three years ago. It was probably the biggest mistake of my life, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> um, yeah it's it's i think the fall is hard for any sportsman you 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 wake up and the weather the weather's good or bad it looks like a perfect day to be hunting or fishing you Mm -hmm. know and and i am one of those guys that get get excited when i see clouds in the sky and rain's falling and it's kind of crappy out because that that means nobody else is going to go out there and i'm going to have the lake to myself or the field to myself um i've we actually just set some deer cameras yesterday me and my son so we're looking forward to see what we capture on that and and go forward
0: yeah, I just got my cameras up too. And I know some people have had them up for, you know, at least a month already. And uh, I've just been, you know, jealous seeing some of these trail cam photos. So I finally got mine up and starting to see some deer. Saw my first buck on the trail camera. Um, you know, a nice little six point that'll be a good deer in a couple of years. So uh, I, I'm definitely, I got the itch. I'm ready. I'm ready for fall, Brandon. Oh, yeah. Ready for it. Heck yeah. All right. Well, you got some openings for uh, muskie guiding this fall with lockjaw?
2: We got a few, mostly weekdays left. All my weekends have been booked up for quite a while now, but um, we got some weekdays open. Um, I, if, if you've ever wanted to catch a muskie, September, October is the time to do it. And, and the muskies aside, it's great time of year just to catch anything. The crappie school up, the walleye school up, uh, everything's down there and ready to rock and roll. So best time of year is, is, is upon us right now. We're just getting into it.
0: And how do they reach you if they want to book a, a guided trip?
2: Well, the best thing to do is uh, we're currently getting a new website built. So the one that's on there now, stay up, but we're getting a brand new website built. And uh, so the best way to get a hold of me is just give me a call at 218-640-0158.
0: All right. And of course, you want to find out more about Ottertail Lakes Country, go to ottertaillakescountry.com. Brandon Olson, Lockjaw Guide Service. Thanks for the time today on the show. Thank you. The best deals of the year on fall hunting gear are coming. The Woods Fall Outdoor Expo is back at the Woods and War Road Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, September 9th, 10th, and 11th. And this year, the world's largest novice goose calling contest takes place Saturday, September 11th with with over $10,000 in prizes. prizes. North American goose calling champion Coy Lothar will be giving seminars starting at noon with the contest kicking off at 2. The Woods Outdoor Expo is back September 9th through the 11th at the Woods and War Road. Learn more at thewoodsgoods.com 850 52 million acres of public land, 147 million private properties, all in the palm of your hand. On X Hunt. The number one hunting GPS app just got better. With hundreds of custom map layers, 3D and topographic maps, you can easily scout on the road or at home before you go. And now you can get important weather details, CWD detection, and even know what crops have been planted where. Get the most trusted hunting GPS app ever made. OnX. Know where you stand with OnX Hunt. Now is the time to start thinking about chasing big walleyes on Devil's Lake. Get on the fish at Hay Bale Heights Campground and Resort. Hay Bale Heights makes it easy for you to make memories on legendary Devil's Lake with guided fishing and lodging packages. Or bring your own boat and rent one of their cabins on East Bay. Hay Bale Heights offers a private marina, fish cleaning station, and the opportunity to relax and enjoy your bucket list trip to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. To book your trip, visit haybaleheights.com. That's haybaleheights.com northern minnesota's walleye factory is a year-round world-class fishing destination the perfect getaway this summer is just a short drive to lake of the woods fish big traverse bay the rainy river or visit the unique northwest angle to catch big fish you have to go where the big fish are plan your trip to lake of the woods at lakeofthewoodsmn.com that's lakeofthewoodsmn.com Ah, yes, Lake of the Woods, that giant walleye factory in northern Minnesota, mostly known for fishing, and as well it should be. It's one of the best fisheries in the world, really, when it comes to, to walleyes in particular. But the area around Lake of the Woods shouldn't be ignored either for some incredible cast and blast opportunities. And to tell us more about that right now, Joe Henry is going to join us from Lake of the Woods Tourism. Joe, how's it going? Hey, Brad, I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's almost uh, my favorite time of the year. It's almost here. I'm excited. I can tell you're getting in a better mood. I know it's coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hunting season is, uh, is very close. Not just hunting season, but cooler temperatures. Like, man, I, when it gets over 70, when, literally when it gets over 70, it's, it's unbearable to me. I just, I'm not a fan of it. I like that low to mid 60s is my favorite temperature. Even some of those 50s are getting down into the 40s at night. And uh, we're, we're real close to that kind of, uh, those kind of weather conditions
1: here in Minnesota. Good sleeping weather, as they'd say. You know, it's funny because there's some people that get so bummed out because summer's going away and you know right. what we have ahead of us, right? But, you know, if you're an outdoors person, whether it's hunting or ice fishing or, or fall fishing or whatever the case might be, you got some really exciting things. I think that's, even if you don't, if you really miss summer as an outdoors person, it kind of, it uh, how do I say it? Uh, kind of greases this kid to slide into fall and slide into winter because you know the great opportunities that are are coming. Well
0: and obviously I I start to think about hunting because I've been doing quite a bit of fishing this summer so I'm excited for the hunting seasons but uh, we say this all the time here on this show and everybody says it too it always it always becomes a challenge on what you're going to do when the fall time comes around because fishing gets really good in the fall as well.
1: Oh geez I mean so yeah take Lake of the Woods I mean first off you get the fall run of walleyes on the Rainy River, and that's dictated by those emerald shiners that run up the Rainy River. Every year's different. This year the water is low. How's it going to be? Tell you, we get surprised every year. So who knows? But normally there's a great tradition of fall fishing on the Rainy River. Secondly, big Traverse Bay, that great big open water. We know there's going to be fall fish movements like there is every year. There's going to be a huge, huge schools of walleyes and saugers set up in front of the Rainy River, which is called, you know, Pine Island Lighthouse Gap. They're going to be out in front somewhere. Uh, and, and the technique to be catching them is going to be anchored up and jigging with the probably frozen emerald shiners. You know, that whole south shore all the way from, you know, uh, Morris Point to Zipple Bay at a long point to Arnesons, that whole shore is going to have pods of fish setting up along that shoreline, kind of gearing up for the winter. And then, of course, the Northwest Angle. And fishing's been phenomenal up there, as it is right now. In the fall, it's really kind of neat because you're fishing the underwater points. You're fishing neck down areas where there's a little bit of current. And sometimes you're even fishing bays, Brett, where those emerald shiners will school up and those walleyes will take advantage of it. So, And, and that's walleyes. You know, how about muskies? How about pike? I mean, it's just phenomenal fishing. It's so good. Um, you know, as dry as it's been
0: this year, Joe, coming back to the Rainy River and fishing, I know we got some rain this week, some much needed rain this week, uh, but how had the Rainy River been uh, as far
1: as level-wise uh, recently? Yeah, I mean, I, if I say low, it's not going to surprise anybody. It's been it's been low, but it hasn't been unnavigable or anything like that. It's just, it's lower. So then, you know, naturally, you know, uh, you just got to – be careful with navigation. and But I will say this, is that when you have uh, less water, your fish are more isolated in deeper holes and things like that too. So in many cases, it, uh, it gives them fewer spots to hide. So it's been, uh, you know, fishing has been very consistent uh, as far as that goes. We talked the Rainy River, like right now, um, there's fish all year long in that Rainy River and it's a, multi, a multi-species deal. And uh, uh, I'm not saying that I would, that the Rainy River would be my first choice to catch walleyes right now. But I'll tell you what, if it's a blow day, on the big lake, I could go in that rainy river and either pull lead core with cranks down the middle, pull spinners and go to areas, do a milk run. And chances are, you're going to end up at the end of the day with a mixed bag of walleye, saugers, probably smallmouth bass, some pike. You might catch a sturgeon. You might get some bullheads. You might get a sucker. But I mean, there's a lot of different kind of fish in the river. And it, it, it just amazes me how so, some people in the summertime just think they, they, they can't fish the river. There's no fish there. I mean, my goodness, if, if the rainy river, Brett, All by itself was all we had. That would be a really good fishery all year long. Certainly, it gets more full of fish in the spring and the fall. But the fact of the matter is, right now, it's a fun fishery.
0: Uh, Dan Amundsen is with us, too. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Oh, doing good. Uh, Dan was telling me before we got you on here uh, with us,
1: Joe, that there was a tournament held recently up there at Lake of the Woods? Yeah, there sure was. So we had... uh, um, the the aim uh, the aim fishing tournament had the minnesota championship up at lake of the woods and uh you know uh, once again i mean the, and, and these aim anglers are really good aim is that catch really catch record release format so all the fish get put back into the lake which is really neat and they had, they really battled some wind this last week they had some really windy weather so they had some big waves and stuff and I, I believe the winning team came in with 10 fish that uh, exceeded an average of about uh, i think eight pounds so once again it was uh a real good tournament and a lot of big fish were caught. And, and I, I again, these are really good anglers. They're, they're out there pre-fishing. They're getting these fish dialed in. But when you throw a bunch of wind into the mix, that can really change fish movement. Those fish can move a lot in a day or two. So kudos to everybody for figuring them out.
0: Well, that's what Dan was saying is that maybe they had to go in and fish the river a little bit. And I don't know if they ended up uh, catching some of those fish in the river. But uh, it sounds like that's a, that
1: was a thought as, as part of the tournament process this year. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, uh, honestly, uh, I, I believe that the people that, that actually won the tournament, I think they're out in the lake the whole time. And I think some people just battled the big waves. You know, they got the they got the boats for it. They got the, the know-how, and they just took their time. I can tell you from experience that, you know, when you're when you're going head-to-head in big waves, you can go about 11 miles, 11, 13 miles an hour. is about how you can push it when you're taking them head-on. And uh, you just got to take it slow and be careful. People want to plan a cast-and-blast trip to Lake of the Woods. What should they do? Check out our website. And that is lick of the woods, MN.com.
0: This has been the Finding Fins Fishing Podcast, part of the Sporting Journal Radio family. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts or go to findingfins.com and make sure to like our sponsors.